Masechet Nedarim Daf Lamed Dalid. The Mishnah mentioned the case where one person bows against another. The simple reading seems to me mean that the finder in this case makes a vow that he will not give any benefit to an owner. And this guy, finder, uh, then finds an item that the owner of the item lost. And the Mishnah says, yes, he is allowed to return it to him. Uh, simple reading is because he's only returning something that the owner already owns, and the finder is simply doing a mitzvah, mitzvah to return a lost item, but not actually giving him any benefit, that anything new that he didn't own before. Okay, but the Gemara is going to um, question uh, this reading and wonder which way is the vow going in this case. If we assume it's the same as the other cases in the same in the same Mishnah, if I pay machasita um, shekel for you, or if I pay a loan to a third party, uh, I pay the lender on your behalf. It's obvious in those cases that's talking about a case where um, I am not allowed to give you benefit. Even so. Um, I can do these things for you. So then it would be, sound like it would be the same thing, that the finder cannot give benefit to the owner, and yet he's allowed to return it. But maybe this clause is in fact in a different direction, the vow is in a different direction, and so we're going to have two versions of a machloket between Rabbi Ameh and Rabbi Aseh. So here we go. Machazir lo et avedato. Peligiba Rabbi Ameh Rabbi Aseh. We don't know which of these Amorim said one or the other, but one of them is going to say that it only applies in one direction, and the other is going to say it applies when, even if a vow is in both, either or both directions. Okay, so according to one of these Amoraim, I made a little chart just so that it'll be easier to uh, keep track of these. In version one, if it's a case where the finder may not give benefit to the owner, well then it's permitted anyway, even though the finder cannot give benefit, he can still return it because this item already belongs to the owner. Right, so that's the case of the Mishnah where it says it's permitted. But, um, aval, ba'al aveda asurin al La kamehader le, te kamehane le, peruta de rav Yosef. But if it's the other way around, as follows, if the owner may not derive benefit, may not give benefit to the finder, uh, well, in that case, yeah, the finder can obviously return it because the finder can give benefit to the owner. The problem is this, in this case is that what something Rav Yosef said. Rav Yosef applied the rule that how sick be mitzvah, patu min ha mitzvah. If I'm involved with one mitzvah, then I can I have no obligation regarding another mitzvah. So if I find something and I'm on my way and I'm returning the item to its owner, and a poor person happens to be there in the middle of the of the road, um, I do not have to give a peduta, a penny, to that poor person because I'm involved. I have to get this item back to the owner, and so therefore I'm actually saving a peduta that I don't have to give. So in this case, the finder is actually getting a benefit from by doing this mitzvah, and because in this case the owner may not give any benefit to the finder, and the finder is now getting benefit by um, through the act of returning this to the owner, the finder is actually prohibited in all cases from returning an item if 
the owner is not allowed to give benefit to the finder. And so, in the, according to this version, the Mishnah is only talking about A, and that, that's permitted, and B is prohibited. That is one, uh, that's the opinion of one of these Tanaim, one of these Amar'im. Okay, but the other, Vechadamar, Afilu Nikse Baal Aveda, Asurin Al Machazir, Mehader Le, Mishum Perutad Rav Yosef, La Shechiach. But according to the other opinion, both ways, whether the vow is uh, again this way or that way, whether the owner is prohibited to the finder or the finder is prohibited to the owner, it does or both, it doesn't matter. The finder can still return it. And what about that pedutah of Yosef? That doesn't happen so often. Exactly on the way, while I'm returning the item, there's going to be a poor person, and then, and then I won't give him a pedutah because I don't have to when I save a pedutah. Since that doesn't happen often, we don't have to worry about that benefit. And therefore, um, simply returning something that's already yours, and so you're not getting any benefit. And I, the finder, I'm not getting any benefit, so it works both ways. All right, now that we have Machloket, we're going to try to challenge the first opinion up here from the last clause in the Mishnah. Our Mishnah said, Tenan, makom shenotlin aleha sachar, tipol lehekdesh. In a place where they, the custom is that the owner should compensate the finder for his time and his trouble, then he cannot give the money to the finder, but rather he has to give them, donate the money to Hekdesh. Now, what is, uh, uh, who can explain this uh, line better? According to the second opinion that we just said, that it goes both ways, um, the, if the, whether the vow is this way or that way or both ways, uh, nevertheless, he can return the item. That explains well why, um, in, the case, in a place where they do compensate, not, you're not allowed to receive the compensation, the finder cannot receive it, and the owner cannot keep it. Why? Well, the finder cannot receive it because the finder, let's say, talking about where they both prohibited, made a vow against each other, or one of them. I said, I'm not allowed to give to you, and I won't receive from you. And so, in, in that case, uh, the finder cannot receive the compensation because he's prohibited from receiving any benefit. And so, he says, no, no, I, I'm not going to take it, you keep it. On the other hand, the owner cannot keep it because then the owner is deriving benefit of uh, having that money that really he owes, but now the finder isn't taking it. But the owner can't keep it either because he's not allowed to benefit from something having been returned to him without comp- and he's not compensating. Therefore, the owner has to take the money and give it to Ekdesh. So according to the second version, uh, the second opinion that we just quoted, everything makes sense. But according to the uh, according to the, the this opinion that says permitted in one case and prohibited in the other case, well, this Mishnah therefore is not talking about case B because that is prohibited. Um, rather, the Mishnah is talking about case A, where the finder may not give benefit to the owner. Well, I understand. If the finder cannot give benefit to the owner, that means the finder can receive benefit from the, from the owner, in which case the owner can simply give the, the compensation money to the finder, and the finder is allowed to keep it. So why would he have to make it hekdesh? 
So the first opinion that says permitted and prohibited, um, the Mishnah is not allowing case B at all, and case A, there's no reason why he would have to give it Hekdesh, so he cannot explain this Mishnah very well. So what is he going to do? Um, and so you know what, we actually have an answer. It could be that it's referring to just one of these cases, um, case A. Now, uh, the Gemara does not explain how it could refer to that, but the, you need the commentaries for this. It would be a case where the, the, um, the finder returns the item to the owner. That's permitted because it already belongs to the owner. The, offer pay, offer, the, the owner offers to compensate the finder, and the finder could keep it if he wants. But we're talking about a case where the finder refuses. He says, no, I don't want anything. All right, a lot of times people like to do a favor. They don't want to get paid. They want to just do it for the mitzvah. So the finder says, I refuse it. I, I don't want it. You, you keep, keep the money. That's the case where that we're talking about. The owner cannot keep the money because in that case, the owner is, is deriving benefit from the finder. But we're talking about a case where the owner is prohibited from de- deriving benefit from the finder. Therefore, the finder refused it. The owner cannot keep it. That's what it's talking about, that the owner has to give it away to Hikdesh. And so um, this is not a challenge to uh, that, the, this opinion that says permitted and prohibited in cases A and B respectively. He can explain the Mishnah. The other opinion that says both are prohib- permitted also can explain the Mishnah. And so both are uh, possible readings. Okay, all that is version one. <clears throat> but we have another version of this very same achloket between these two amoraim, and now we're going to switch it around. A is going to be B, and B is going to be A. And so in this version, the first opinion, whichever is either Rabbi Ameh or Rabbi Aseh, he's going to say that in the first case is per- permitted, and the other case is prohibited, and that's going to require uh, some other um, explanations. Okay. So others teach this, uh, this uh, uh, question and answer we just had in the following version. Yes, there's still machloket between these two amoraim. Um, in this version, uh, the, if, it's, if it's a case where the owner is not allowed to give benefit to the finder, right? He says, he makes a vow, I'm not going to give you benefit. Well, in that case, the finder can return the item to the owner, right? The owner cannot give benefit to the finder. Um, that's true, but the finder can give benefit to the owner. So he's returning the item, so that's fine. And what about the fact that the finder might have some benefit that he doesn't have to give a piruta to the poor person? And isn't that a, isn't that a benefit to the finder? No, that's not common. And so we don't worry about that. All right, so that in that direction, it is permitted. But, <clears throat> But if the vow went in the other direction, that the finder may not give benefit to the owner, then that case would be prohibited because he's returning his, this his item. This whole time, we were assuming that returning an item is simply a mitzvah, it already belongs to the owner, so it's no benefit to the owner. But um, in this version, we're changing that logic, and we're saying the finder, if the finder, finder may not give benefit to the owner, then he can't return his item. Even though it's, or he's o- or already returning what's his, still, that is a benefit because he lost it, and now you're helping me find it, so that is a great benefit. And therefore, it would be prohibited to return the item to him. Um, and so we're not, the Mishnah is not talking about that case. Okay, all that is, let's say, to be Ameh, and the other, to be Aseh, or the other way around, says, Vechad Amar, 
אפילו נכסי מחזיר אסורים על בעל אבדה. Even if it's a case, even if the vow goes the other way and the property of the finder, the returner, is prohibited to the owner, it's still permitted to return it. Because when the finder is returning, he's simply returning something that is already the owner's and um, he's, uh, the finder is doing a mitzvah, so there's no problem. And there'll be also no problem if both made a vow against each other and neither can give or receive. That would be permitted according to this um, according to this opinion. All right, now we're going to try to challenge the the first opinion. Tanan, makom shenotlin aleha sachar tipol hanaa lehikdesh. Our Mishnah taught that if you're in a place where normally the owner gives compensation to the finder, then he can't pay it. He has to give a tekdesh. Bishlam alaman damar afilu b'shenichse b'shenichse machazir asurim abal aveda mehadar. We understand according to the second opinion that the vow can go this way or that way or even both. Well, in that case, the owner cannot give it to the finder because, um, let's say it's both, uh, both ways. Uh, so the finder cannot get any benefit. So he can't keep, take the $10. The owner also, so, he's refu- so he says no. The owner also can't keep it because then the owner is benefiting by keeping the $10 that really he has to give. That's why he has to give it to Wikdesh. So that makes sense. But according to the first opinion, this will leave with a question. According to this opinion, there that the um, the Mishnah is only talking about a case where the owner may not give benefit to the finder. Um, in that case, yeah, the owner cannot give benefit to the finder. So that's why the owner will not be able to give the money to the finder. Um, so the finder has to refuse it. But the owner should be able to keep it right himself because the owner can benefit from the finder. So why does he have to give it a, give it a dish? All he has to do is keep the money. And we have no answer to this. And so this would be a challenge to that, um, to the opinion that, distinguishes between permitted and prohibited and only works for the opinion that says uh, it goes both ways. And that's it. That's the end of the, that discussion of that section of the Mishnah. Okay, now we're going to go to a new topic. Um, the following statement of Ravah is not relevant to anything that we just said, but it's going to be relevant for the next discussion. So let's see. Um, we have Amar Ravah. A guy's walking in the street, he sees a loaf of bread in the middle of the street that's ownerless. Whoever uh, just left it there and it's ownerless. So really he could take it for himself. But instead, he sees it and he says, he declares this loaf will be hekdesh. Okay, so now the loaf is hekdesh. And that's permitted, even though it doesn't actually belong to him at that time. But he's near it, so he could take it. Instead, he makes it hekdesh. Fine. Now, netala leochla. If after makes it Egdesh, then he goes and violates Egdesh. Now, anytime you use something that belongs, uh, that you made Egdesh, that is consecrated, um, that is a prohibition of Merilah. Now, it depends what he has in mind. When he now takes this loaf, and he's taking it for himself, if he's taking it for himself to eat the whole thing, then he is, his me'ilah applies to the entire value of the item that he took because he's planning to eat the whole thing. But if he has in mind, is, I'm going to take this, he just made a dish. Then he says, I'm going to take it 
uh, maybe change his mind, but you can't change your mind once you make it like this. He says, takes it and says, I'm going to um, give it to my children. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it for them in my inheritance. Um, in that case, since he is not benefiting directly from it, he's only because he's giving it away to his kids. So in that case, the me'ila amount is only the benefit that he would give for giving this gift to his kids, right? When he says in the will, hey, and you got this loaf of bread, his kids are going to be, have a certain amount of gratitude saying, oh, thank you so much for leaving us this piece of bread uh, in your will. So that level of, giving, uh, le- level of gratitude is worth $10. So then the me'ila would only be uh, that for, for $10 and not for the entire amount of the loaf, which maybe is $20. Okay, that is the statement of Ravah. Now, the question is, um, if someone says, my loaf, this, he has a loaf in his hands, this is my loaf of bread, is prohibited to you. It's going to be kunam, it's like a korban uh, to you. But then I proceed to take my loaf and I give it to you as a gift. In which case, it's no longer my loaf, now it's your loaf. Does the vow still apply? Here's the two sides. Do we say on the one hand that I said my loaf is prohibited to you, and now that's only if it's in my possession, but now the, the I gave you the loaf, so now it's in your possession, so only when it's in my possession is prohibited, and now if I gave it to you, it's in your possession, now it's permitted. Or do we say, uh, what I meant to say is, my loaf, this loaf, is prohibited to you. It's prohibited to you no matter what. And therefore, I made it, I made it like Hikdesh. Just like if I make something Hikdesh, it doesn't matter whose it is. Actually, it's not, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it goes to the property. It's consecrated. It's prohibited to everyone all the time. Um, so it's equivalent to saying, this loaf is prohibited. It doesn't matter who owns it. And so even though I said my loaf, because right now it's mine, but what I meant to say is that lift the, this loaf is prohibited no matter where it goes, then even if I give it to you as a gift, in that case, it would still be prohibited. So uh, that's the question. Um, which, what, what does this language mean if I give it as a gift? The same would be if I sell it to you. The point is, it's no longer mine. Does the vow still uh, apply or not? Dava responds, it's simple to me that when um, I say, Kikari Alecha, my loaf is prohibited to you, then that is going to include also, if I give it to you as a, as a gift, it's still prohibited. Right? That's what I mean. I mean that my loaf is prohibited to you no matter what. And what's, uh, what's Rava's proof that that's obviously what the person means? What do you think that what I mean when I say my loaf is prohibited to you? Right? Uh, how would my loaf get to you in the first place Right? if I said my loaf is prohibited to you? So how would you have access to it? You think you're talk, it's talking about a case where you steal it? Right? And that's what I have in mind? My loaf is prohibited to you so that if you should come and steal it, then I want it to be prohibited. Nobody would say such a thing, right? Obviously, that's, that's even worse. Um, and so, no, rather, when I say, Kikari Alecha, how is my loaf getting into your possession? It means a case where I give it to you as a gift, or I sell it to you. So that when I say, Kikari Alecha, I mean it's prohibited while it's in my possession. If you steal it, certainly that would be prohibited, but I don't need to say such a case. 
I'm talking about a case where even if I give it to you, it's still prohibited. That's Rava's proof. All right, pretty good proof. But Rav Chia, but Rabin says, I'm not sure about that. You could very well be talking about a case where I invite you over to my home to eat the loaf with me. Right? If I am a host, I invite a guest, and he's eating my food, it's still my food, even if I put it on his plate, and he put it in his, puts it in his mouth, it still belongs to me. So that's the case where, that I meant when I said, Kikari Alecha. I want to prohibit you from ever coming over and eating with me my food in my house. But if I give it to you, I change my mind, I give it to you as a gift, then it's no longer my loaf, and then it may very well be permitted. So Rav Chia Baravin tells Rava, I don't think the language is so clear. It could be talking about a host, and it's not necessarily talking about um, a gift. Maybe the gift would be actually be permitted. Okay, so he leaves it as a question. Now, Itibe, we're going to challenge Rava. Rava said, like, it was so simple that Kikari Alecha means all the time, even if I give it to you as a gift, it's prohibited. But here's an objection. Amar lo hashileni paratecha. Amar lo kunam para sheani kanui lecha. Nechasai alecha imeshli para elazo. You have some neighbors that are not very nice to each other. And one of them come, comes and says, lend me your cow. And the other said, doesn't simply say no. He says, every cow um, that I purchased is prohibited to you. So basically saying every cow that I have, maybe he has one, except for this one, but he's using it. So I need this one here that's right there. Maybe, right, he has a cow in the, in the yard. The other one sees the cow. Can I borrow the cow? This one I need. And every other cow that I purchased is kunam, is kodbantu, is prohibited. Or if the, that neighbor says instead, Nechasai alecha, all my property will be forbidden to you if I have a cow besides this. So he's basically saying, I don't have a cow besides this. Because presumably he doesn't want to make everything he has prohibited forever. So it's his way of saying, I don't have any. Um, and trying to be convincing that in fact he doesn't have any. And so, you know, kind of don't feel bad. I'm saying no. But it's because I don't have any other one. And he's making a, a vow with consequences otherwise. Okay, that's case one. Or, similar case with uh, not a cow, but a spade. Hashileni kardumcha. One neighbor says, can I borrow your spade? He sees he has a spade. And the other one answers, no, every spade that I've purchased is prohibited to you. So the answer is no, right? They're all prohibited. Or he says, Or if he says, all my property will be prohibited to you if I have another spade besides this one. This one here I need and I have no other. Okay, case, that's case one or two. Now, if in either of these, turns out he does have another cow or he does have another spade, now his vow will kick in and all of his, I'll say it's the second uh, formula where he said all of my property is, is prohibited to you if I do have another one uh, in my possession. In that case, during his whole lifetime, all of his possessions will be prohibited to his neighbor because that was his vow. But met if he, that neighbor died, um, and so now the vow will go away, and now then the neighbor who was asking for the item then can borrow something from the inheritors. Or the neighbor who first refused gives a cow or a spade to the other neighbor as a gift. 
that is permitted. How could that be permitted? It sounds like he said, any cow in my possession is prohibited to you, right? That I, that I purchased or that's in my possession is prohibited to you. But if I give it to you as a gift, then it's no longer in my possession and therefore it's permitted. What do we see from here? That this is a parallel case to the one that we were asking about before. And the Rava, for some reason, assumed that kikari alecha means uh, no matter what, even if I give it to you as a gift, it's still prohibited. But here we have very similar language. Um, any cow in my possession is prohibited, but as long as I give it to you, then it's permitted. So this seems to be a challenge against Rava. But we can have an answer. No, the only reason why it's permitted in this case that we challenged from is because the, the neighbor who owns the cows, he didn't give it directly to his neighbor, but rather he gave it first to a third party. And that third party gave it to the, to the neighbor who did the requesting. And that's why it's permitted. Um, because it's no longer in my possession, I gave it away to someone else. As soon as I give it away to someone else, it's not in my possession, then it'll be prohibited to, to that neighbor, that's why. But if I give it directly to him, then, no, when, when I said, this, um, my, all, my, you know, all, my mater- all my property is prohibited to you, um, this, uh, any, any spade I have is prohibited to you, I mean it's prohibited to you, even if I give it to you, of course, I, I, I don't want you to have it. Um, so he wouldn't mean, if I give it to you directly, it's still prohibited. And that's what Ava was talking about in, in the previous case where he gives him the loaf directly. But in this case here, if he gives it to a third party and then the third party gives it over to him, that's why it's permitted. So there's a difference between the two cases and Ava can save himself that way. And another proof for this answer, and in fact, we can infer that this is in fact the case um, that he gave it to a third party. You see here, it says that uh, if he died or it was given to him in a passive, that means not that the uh, neighbor who, who had the spade gave it to him directly, but rather it was given to the neighbor who was requesting. Um, you notice, by the way, that the, the words nitena, uh, and, uh, and, and netana, netana and netana are spelled the same. Um, here it's with a yud, here it's without a yud, but over here, um, netana is spelled without a yud. So the spelling, you can't really tell uh, which one it is, but, um, the, but remember, this was all oral. And so when you're teaching this orally, you can definitely hear a difference between netana and netana. So since it does say netana, um, that means it was given to a third party. And so this is not, we're not just backing up into this answer. Uh, it seems clear that that is in fact the, the simple reading of this source. And therefore, um, uh, we saved Rava. So Rava uh, continue, would maintain that indeed, if I said kikari alecha, and then they gave it to you as a gift, it would still, still be prohibited. All right, fascinating discussion. Baruch Adonai Amen, amen.